Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside Central Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, following another day of practice, we'll hear from cornerback Pat Sertan and all three coordinators. Plus, we'll take a look at today's injury report. All that and more coming up. Broncos hit the road to head to Chicago in just two days. The team is back at practice today as they continue to prepare for Sunday's matchup versus the Bears. And we heard from cornerback Pastor Tan today about the team's urgency to get a win. In all games like NFL, all you need is one. You know what I mean? You know, just to get that momentum swing. You know, just to have that winning feeling going for us. So, you know, this game is very important for us. You know, obviously we want the first win in our column. So, um, you know, we preparing the right way. Um, just focus on winning. You know, just building that winning culture for this week. We also heard from offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, and he talked about what he hopes to build on in the run game this weekend. I think it's key for us, um, you know, to run the ball efficiently. And like you said, man, I've been really impressed with how hard he runs, his contact balance. Um, you know, he gets he gets yards when he gets the football. So um, hopefully we can establish that more and, and more consistently and, and later into the game. Defensive coordinator Vance Joseph talked about how the defense will look to take a step forward versus the Bears on Sunday. In my opinion, we have a great staff. We have, we have good players. So just getting back to the fundamentals and getting more connected in, in all three levels, you know, that's going to be our first step. But, uh, you know, Sunday is coming quick. It's a good football team, and uh, it's our next challenge. Plus, Coach Lombardi and Pat Sertan both talked about wide receiver Marvin Mims Jr. and what they've seen from him. He plays hard. He's smart, runs fast, tracks the ball well. Um, you know, he's, he's, everything's been real positive from the start, and you just see him getting the opportunity, and, you know, he's showing uh, – putting on film what we've been seeing in practice. I mean, he just make big plays consistently uh, each and every week, uh, week in and week out. And, you know, when we see a guy like that uh, make plays like that, it's motivates the team uh, to make big plays as well, too. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Um, obviously, he's a great player, but it's, it's crazy because I know he's still got more in the tank. You know what I mean? He's very talented. And so, you know, I'm very excited for him and his growth and his process. So. We spoke with Marvin Mims inside the locker room today, and he talked about his confidence and understanding of this offense and what it's been like a building chemistry with Russell Wilson. Taking opportunity as they come, um, especially in certain plays, the way they're drawn up. You know, if it's specific coverage, you know, just multiple, honestly, with different plays. I mean, you kind of know the idea if you're getting the ball or not. So just going out there, doing it, and then making the play at the end of the day. Uh, basically just, you know, um, practice reps. And then with Russ, you know, being a vet and how long he's been in the league, um, basically just him telling me like what he likes to see in different routes, you know, the coverage he's seeing, um, how I should do it and all that stuff. I mean, we're just learning from each other, knowing each other's likes and our tendencies, and we're just kind of just going off of it. Tackle Garrett Bowles also talked inside the locker room today discussing Chicago's defense and his expectations for Sunday. Bears are good. You know, they got in the Gotway. Um, you know, I, he was with the Raiders in 2021. Good player. Um, you know, they have a lot of good, you know, Demarcus Walker, a guy that, you know, came in my draft class. Yeah, right so, after you. Since I'm the last one here, it's a little crazy to that. But, um, no, so it, was, it will be fun to see him, um, you know, and then they got that big stud linebacker from Buffalo that they picked up. Um, but, you know, their their defense is good. Pat Sertan also detailed the challenges that Bears wide receiver DJ Moore presents. It's a, it's a different type of offense. Um, they utilize him in some ways the same, but, you know, they move him around a lot. Um, you know, he's he's a – Fast player, he's got strong hands, you know what I mean? So he moves well. So um, that's the challenges he possessed. Now it's time to take a look at today's injury report. Outside linebacker Frank Clark, inside linebacker Josie Jewell, and defensive tackle Mike Purcell all did not participate in practice today. 
Plus wide receiver Jerry Judy and safety Justin Simmons were limited. Now joining me on today's episode of Broncos Now to take a look at this matchup from the Bears perspective is ESPN Chicago Bears reporter Courtney Cronin. Courtney, so great to see you. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think the last time we did this was when I was covering the Vikings. So a couple yes. of years ago, it's uh, right after it's George Payne was hired. Yeah, great to have you on again. How are you? How's the season going over there? It's definitely been rough an 0-3 start for a team that now has, you know, a losing streak that extends back to last October. Certainly, there's a lot to sort through with this team, whether they're on the right track, whether the end of this losing streak is in sight, or whether it's going to extend now to 14 games. Certainly not the start that this team was hoping for, but, you know, this matchup between two 0-3 teams, two of the remaining four winless teams left, eh, it could be really good. It could be really bad, but uh, either way, we'll know more about where this Bears team is headed following week four. For sure. I know, like you mentioned, both teams are heading into Sunday's matchup looking for their first wins of the season. I know head coach Sean Payton talked this week about you know how much a win would just mean for this team in Chicago. I'm sure kind of the same thing's been said over there at the Bears headquarters too. Yeah. And that's, I I keep going back to that Patriots game week seven last year. So it was Monday night football. The team had changed a lot of what it was doing offensively coming off a really rough start. And that was the first and last time where it felt like there was hope uh, with what this, with the direction of this franchise and where it was going. And you got to fast forward nearly a year, Sydney, since then, since the bears have had their last win. And I know it's, it's a new locker room. There was a ton uh, of um, in and out, you know, this off season, a lot of new players coming in via the draft and free agency, but there's still guys like Justin Fields, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, who were part of that 10 game losing streak to end last season. And then you tack on three, three losses here. It's tough. And it's tough to, you know, to stay motivated despite what, uh, what teams say when you kind of batten down the hatches, when all of the outside noise and especially coming off of last week where they weren't just the biggest story in the NFL, they were the biggest story in sports because of what was going on with Justin Fields comments that were at first directed at coaching and then walked back and clarified. Um, and then of course the resignation of defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, very suddenly. So there's a lot going on and this is going to really this game right here test the fortitude of this team because it's an opponent you're more evenly matched with versus having to deal with everything they dealt with last week and then go on the road to face the defending world champions in Kansas City. Um, it was certainly difficult and the score reflected that level of difficulty for the Bears. For sure. You know, Courtney, given all of that, you know, looking at Justin Fields and this Bears offense specifically, what have you kind of just, I guess, seen from them the first few weeks of the season? And what do you think their focus will be this week as, you know, they look to improve? You know, they've got to run the ball. And Luke Getze spoke this morning. And one of the first things he said was that's the, the lack of explosive run plays they had last season. Like that just is such a glaring part of the game plan, a big hole in the game plan that they don't have right now. And you'd like to think after seeing what Miami did last week, that that's going to be a big part of what they do, whether they include Justin Fields in that or not, you're not seeing them utilize him as much outside of the pocket, designing ways for him to get out of the pocket or letting him do that kind of on his own as something breaks down. So I would imagine you're going to see that shift here because they do really like what they have in their fourth rounder, Roshan Johnson, who has been their most productive back is just his production tends to come when the team is trailing and late in the second half, but they, they could 
lean on that because they've shown you that they have the personnel who can handle that. It's just a matter of does Denver try to take that away? Does Denver try to take Justin Fields away in the running game the way that some other teams have by playing such heavy zone to take away his rushing lanes? But I still think that there's a way around that. Now, on the other side, we have seen Fields really struggle in the pocket. And, of course, what he said initially that he feels like he – the team has made a big emphasis on him trying to stay in the pocket. Now, they've certainly – you know, they've certainly had time to kind of mesh those concepts together, whether it's him taking coaching, but also feeling free to kind of do what he does best, which is his ability to improvise, to get out of the pocket, to make plays on the run. That's the Justin Fields. That's the growth you need to see from him to show you that he is taking the next step, that he is on the right track. And then, you know, in theory, all of those things together would put the offense in a better position to score points and win. Well, on the other side of the ball, Courtney, I know the Bears have seen a lot of injuries, you know, specifically in the secondary. So what's kind of the status of some of those guys? And given that, how do you think that this Broncos offense will fare going up against them? Yeah, it's not great in terms of health right now. Eddie Jackson, who I mentioned mentioned earlier, has a foot injury. He missed last game. He sustained that in the first half against Tampa Bay. It's the same foot he injured last year that he had a season-ending Liz Frank injury. So doesn't seem like the team has said they're optimistic about it. If they weren't, I believe they probably would have already put him on injured reserve. But if it's not Eddie Jackson, it's Kyler Gordon, who's on injured reserve, their nickel corner. And then Josh Blackwell, the backup nickel corner, has a hamstring injury, and he didn't practice on Wednesday. And Jalen Johnson, one of their starting outside corners, also has a hamstring injury. So their numbers are tested right now. They ended up poaching Joe Juan Williams off of the uh, Minnesota Vikings practice squad, signing him to the active roster. So there could be some new faces back there in week four, and they're certainly going to be tested because we know that they've also struggled to pressure quarterbacks up front. They only have one sack through three games and uh, the worst sack percentage in the NFL. Well, kind of going off of that, I know Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, you know, he said he plans to continue to call defensive plays for the remainder of the season here. Courtney, how have you kind of seen that, I guess, change some things over the past two weeks that he's been doing that? There were moments like this is not a system that blitzes a whole ton. Um, And you saw a little bit of an uptick in that from the Green Bay game to Tampa Bay, but they've really struggled in providing pressure with their with their four down linemen and trying to generate more pressure uh with you know bringing in uh you know a fifth rusher a sixth rusher trying to to blitz to a point where you can throw off opposing quarterbacks now of course getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes we know is tough like that's just not something that teams have had a whole ton of success with not it's not just the Bears issue but I would imagine you know this is this is Eberflus's defense this is his scheme it was his scheme before Allen Williams and you know we're during with Allen Williams and it'll continue to be his defense beyond that so it's something that he's done for a long time he was a coordinator in Indianapolis for four seasons before he came to the Bears in 2022 so for him to kind of take ownership of that and now guide this thing back on track that's solely going to be up to him because this is his this is his baby this is his project this is the system that he's been been a part of since he was in Dallas when he first got into the NFL as a coach so I, in speaking with a couple of players, they they'll tell you that there really aren't a whole ton of changes that from going from Alan Williams calling the defense to Matt Eberflus, but you'd like to think Eberflus's institutional knowledge of this scheme, given it's his, and also his ownership, and he gets you know the the 
the buck stops with him. Everything is his decision here about what's being called, which personnel is being utilized and what position they're being put into. That all falls on the head coach who not only has to manage the defense, but also, you know, is the CEO of this team of this football group more or less to try to get things out of this Owen three hole. And that also includes him Taking a heavier, a heavier approach with the offense, I would say he's obviously not calling plays, but he is in meetings. He's making sure that his quarterbacks and his play caller and everything else on that side of the ball have everything they need to feel like they can be in position for success. So he's got a lot on his plate right now, a lot more responsibility than he had, you know, two weeks ago when he wasn't calling the defense. Right. Well, Courtney, last one for you here. I know you cover the team, you know, day in and day out. And you mentioned you talked to a few players earlier. So I guess Heading into this week, what's just been the vibe in the locker room or the mindset over there, given, you know, everything that's transpired through the throughout the first few weeks here? I mean, guys are disappointed because an 0-3 start, I know that there will be players who tell you, like, they still have their eyes set on the playoffs, but the numbers just don't, like, for Denver or for Chicago, yeah. they just don't point to it being that likely. But I I think the vibe that you get, is that players can look at this in kind of the quarter quarter of the season vacuum, even though there's 17 games now, it's easier to think of, you know, the first four games, next four, next four, next four, and then just add another one at the end, but the way that we did before right. um, when it was a 16 game schedule, but like, it's still early. That's the vibe that you get from players that aren't ready to hit the panic button yet that, you know, if this goes on a couple more games, then naturally human nature takes over and you do worry about, like, how can you possibly get this thing on track and, you know, stay locked in? Because that's one thing with losing teams. I've covered my fair share of them. For guys to stay locked in when things aren't looking great from the outside and from the inside, and there's still so much of the season to go, that's a sign of a tough team. Those who can go to all the way down to week 18 and still have the same effort and buy-in that they had earlier in the season when expectations were much higher. But I... I think that from Justin Fields perspective, you know, there's a lot riding on him right now going, he's in his third season. He's five and 22 as a starting quarterback for this team. He's got to prove to this franchise that he is the answer at the position. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, not just for him, but for any franchise quarterback that goes through something like that. And, you know, for, he still has the support of the locker room. I think that that has never even been in question, but They've got to start winning some games. Well, Courtney, can't thank you enough for your time and for joining the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you soon. And Broncos fans, don't forget, Paramount Plus is your streaming home for every local NFL and CBS game this season. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream Russell Wilson and the team as they battle the league's best. Plus, get an all-access pass to 24-7 NFL content with CBS Sports, HQ, Fantasy Football Today, NFL Slime Time, and more. And this year, Paramount Plus is your streaming destination for Super Bowl 58. Another action-packed Broncos season with NFL on CBS awaits. So stream Paramount Plus from any device all season long. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for a game preview. I'll see you then.